Hi, I'm Holly Manning and I'm out at the Orange Vet Hospital Molong Clinic today to visit the team and talk to vet Helen Whittle for the Pet Care Podcast. As well as chatting to Helen, we'll answer your questions on the care of dogs with breathing issues like bulldogs and get great tips on puppy training from Rosie and talk about how pills and pets don't mix. But first up, let's chat to Helen. Hi, Helen. How's your week been so far? Oh, hi, Holly. Thanks so much for having me here. Um, it's been a good week. Yeah, I've done a couple of um, shifts down at the Moong Vet Hospital. Oh, that's good to hear. Have you had any interesting patients this week? Well, on Monday I saw, I think it was three joeys. Mm-hmm. Um, one was a tiny little baby, probably only a couple of months old, that had been taken out of a pouch from a mother who'd been hit by a car. Another one came through a wise carer and had a broken wrist. Mm. So um, we did some x-rays and that showed, uh, yeah, broken radius and ulna. So she's gone off to Dubbo to have it fixed, which is very exciting. Yeah, she's going to have a plate put in there, I think, this the end of this week. Oh, wow. How amazing. What a trip. Yes. yes. <laughs> For a joey. Yes. Oh, fantastic. Well, tell me a little bit about you. Well, um, where do I start? Um, well, I grew up in Birmingham in England and I studied veterinary medicine at the London Royal Veterinary College. Um, And then after working for a couple of years in Kent in large and small animals, I decided to do a trip around the world. I came to Australia. This was back in 2004. Mm -hmm. I travelled down the East Coast with a girlfriend of mine in a camper van and arrived in Sydney where I met this wonderful man (laughs) who is now my husband, Jock. (laughs) Um, So we lived in the eastern suburbs in Sydney for 10 years. Um, I worked at Struggletown Vet Hospital in Randwick, Mm -hmm. where I was mainly doing small animals there. And we decided that we wanted a bit of a scene change. So um, my husband grew up in Wellington. Uh, So we looked for a property and we ended up in Molong. And that was about, we moved about five years ago. Yeah, fantastic. And what do you love about Molong? Oh, I love Molong. Um, Everyone is so kind and friendly, very welcoming. Um, It's obviously small, so there's not a, you know, a heap going on, but um, it's just nice to be out in the fresh air with all my friends around me. It's just a beautiful place to live. Yeah, no, it is. It's gorgeous, isn't it? Um, And I don't think a lot of people would know that there is a Orange Vet Hospital has a clinic out at Molong. So tell me, um, what are the hours there and what kind of animals do you see there? Well, we're open every day now from um, 9 o'clock in the morning to usually about 12, 12.30. I see the small animals there, um, but we do have a large animal um, um, service um, and that usually is carried out by the other vets that come out on those particular days. So I'm there on Mondays and Thursdays at the moment um, and the other vets from the Orange Vet Hospital come the other days, usually fitting in a few large animal calls on the way there or on the way out. Yeah, fantastic. And so what do you do with your other days when you're not working? Well, I'm a mother of three children. Uh, It's extremely busy. Um, I'm also a photographer. Um, So I spend a lot of time um, teaching photography online. Um, My specialist subject in that department is uh, child portraiture. So I used to fit in a bit of family portraiture um, on the weekends, but now I mainly teach um, online. So Wow. And you know they say never work with children or animals, and you seem to be doing both, so you must be good at it. I must be a bit crazy. 
<laughs> oh, well, thanks for your time. Thanks for coming in. And um, yeah, it was lovely to have a chat with you. Thanks so much, Holly. Hi, I'm Rosie from Orange Vet Hospital. I'm a vet nurse and I also run our puppy preschool classes. Here with a quick tip on training your dog. Toilet training can be a big task for puppy parents when they first get their um, new addition to their house. So trying to preempt when they need to go. So timing wise, after they've had a sleep, after they've had something to eat um, and after they've had a play. And then the general rule is about every hour and a half um, from eight weeks of age and they gain about half an hour every week after that. So that's when they're active and during the day. At night time, if they're in a confined area, like a crate or a really small laundry, they may be able to hold on through the night. But it's important that the first person to go to bed takes the puppy out and the first person to get up in the morning takes that puppy out for that opportunity to go outside. Hi, I'm Dr. Andrew Litchfield from Orange Vet Hospital. Um, I'm answering a few questions that we've had from listeners and clients about a type of dog, and it's actually the brachycephalic dogs. And brachycephalic animals are ones that have a pushed in jaw. So we would recognise them as a lot of the bulldogs and dogs like Pekingese and Sharpays, the little pugs, which are very uh, popular dogs at the moment. So, um, I guess the question, one of the questions was, uh, why are we seeing so many of these dogs and why are they so popular? And my theory on it is that their facial features are very human and they look a lot like a little baby. So they've got big eyes that look at you, um, chubby cheeks, and they smile when they, when they pant and often their little tongues hanging out as well. They are beautifully natured dogs. They're real people, they're really good people dogs, um, but they do come with a few problems because of their pushed in faces. And the biggest problem we see is a thing called brachycephalic airway disease. We, as a practice, would probably, I don't know, we might see 10 or a dozen brachycephalic dogs per day. And most of them um, breathe reasonably well, but there are a percentage that have uh, this problem called brachycephalic airway disease. And so it's simply because their face is pushed in, their nostrils are a lot smaller and their airway is actually concertinaed in. So a lot of them have to mouth breathe. What that does is create a lot more resistance to airflow. And uh, the anatomy of these little critters is that their airways, both upper and lower airway are narrowed and so the airflow to their lungs is reduced. So the idea is to try and prevent um, their upper airway disease causing lower airway disease down the track. So what are the tips um, that we can give you to try and make sure that your beautiful little bracky um, continues to smile well into their geriatric years? Um, the first one would be selection. And obviously we want to try and make sure that these guys have as long a nose as possible and also are not making too much of a respiratory noise. And that as a pup can be very difficult because the jaw does develop at different um, stages. So uh, saying at a, for example, eight or 12 week vaccination, whether a, a dog is going to have difficulties with their breathing um, can be very difficult, but certainly doing an assessment on a puppy at that age is really important. So the eight and 12 and 16 week vaccinations, we will often do an assessment on their little nostrils and quiz owners about how much they snore and what their um, exercise tolerance is like and things like that. 
Okay, so the second really important thing if you have a brachycephalic uh, dog is don't let them get overweight. And that can be really difficult because these little critters sit there, look at you, they turn their head on the side. You can tell they want a little bit of a reward or, or a treat. And there's no problem giving uh, rewards for good behaviour and everything else, but make sure they're the right sort of treat. So we do see a percentage of these dogs that become overweight and what's happening is, is they're carrying more weight around so they've got to uh, put more effort into respiration, um, into breathing, and that increased negative pressure down in their lungs and also some fat around their chest prevents the expansion of their, their lungs and uh, we end up having an earlier onset of lower airway disease. So keep them skinny and they will live longer. That's a simple message. The third thing that's really important is regular low impact exercise. Try to do this not in the heat of the day. Animals use panting or breathing as their main heat exchange, so for thermoregulation. So what we don't want them is out in the middle of the day, um, again, having to breathe faster and faster and heavier and heavier uh, to keep their temperature down while they're, while they're exercising. So yes, exercise them, but early in the morning, late in the evening, um, and don't stress them during that exercise. There are some things we can now do surgically to really help open up these little guys' airways. Um, and that requires an assessment. And as I say, we would normally do that at vaccination and then just to have a note to come back usually at about six months. And we look again at their nostrils and see how they're growing and expanding. Just remembering that as the dog is growing, their jaw is moving as well. So we try not to do any of these surgeries until about six months, unless they're really um, having difficulty breathing. Um, and and uh, quite often now we will do at desexing their what's called a nares surgery, which literally pulls their nostrils open a little bit further so that they can get more air down there uh, through their nasal passages. And at that same time, when we're intubating them, we'll look at their soft palate. And a lot of brachycephalics have an elongated soft palate. And quite often we won't actually uh, do that soft palate resection surgery at the time of desexing or six months, we might wait out to a year. To find out more about brachycephalic airway disease or, or any problems you have with your pet, make an appointment with your local vet or give us a call at Orange Vet Hospital. Uh, you can also uh, book appointments online these days at orangevet.com.au. Hi, I'm Dr Nikki Burns. Here's a good tip. We've had a lot of animals recently that get into medication, our medications, so just be aware that you put all your medications that could be in your handbag, on the bench, that fall on the floor, just put it up in a locked cupboard because we don't really enjoy making them vomit in at the clinic. So please just be aware of your medications have effect on your animals too. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Pet Care Podcast, recorded at Orange Vet Hospital and produced by the team at Little Image Co. For more information on Orange Vet Hospital, visit their website at orangevet.com.au.